Welcome to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunacore community. Uh, my name is Matt Rycroft, and I'm joined today by... Mike Dyer. And Russell Taylor. How are you doing, guys? Uh, good, thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Or well, talk to you at yep. least. Talk to you, Rob, yes. <laughs> Been up to anything interesting? Camping over the weekend and uh, got burnt uh, for not wearing sun, sun cream um, like you do and in a sun trap for a few days. But good to go away. Yeah, we've had some good weather, haven't we? So yeah, that's to... our summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's come and gone. Three days, yeah. job done. Yeah. Right, move on to the next one. Yeah, what about you, Russ? Me, likewise, um, enjoying the delights of our one day of summer this year, which was the bank holiday. So uh, hopefully we might get one or two more days before the year is out. Yeah, we count our blessings if we do. Yeah, They're quite long, the summers in England, aren't they? <laughs> Sometimes they can last the weeks. <laughs> uh, for me, as we mentioned in the last podcast, I saw Meshuggah and Devin Townsend on Friday in London, which was fantastic. And cool. uh, changing it a little bit, I went to see Iron Man 3 on Saturday, which I quite enjoyed as well. Cool. Better than the second one? Um, I actually quite like the second one, so I think it's uh, it gets a bit of a hard press, the second one. But the, yeah. the third act of the third one is better, definitely. Uh, it's it's very entertaining, and if you're a fan of the Iron Man films or any of the Marvel flicks, then uh, yeah, it's recommended. You can't see it, it's good. Cool. Sounds good. So following on from last week's interview with Chris about Coma Lies, uh this week we have an interview with him where he talks about drumming and touring or lack thereof and being a dad and all kinds of other cool stuff so uh, i hope you enjoy it because it's quite a lot of fun so how have you been i've been i've been good yeah i've been good and i've been home for, um, because my my daughter born so and actually yesterday she had she was like seven month old so I've been home and um, I haven't been touring uh, this uh, this last three months uh, whilst my like my mates were in in the US uh, and I've been doing the daddy thing so and I'm very happy about this but still I'm, I have to say really miss uh, life on the road and, and being behind the drums and you know and in front of the, the people you know of course so it was good things <laughs> have you been in contact with the band yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah like we mail we skype each other sometimes and we have like this um, fantastic application on like the Apple Store called Lacuna Coil, so we sometimes exchange like uh, short messages with that app. So yeah, <laughs> we've been in contact. Excellent. You say you're you're missing life on the road, and I'm sure they're making you feel jealous as well. But what's being a dad like then? Ah uh, man, something everybody should try. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm. I, I guess I'm lucky because my my daughter she basically never cries she's smiling she she's like you know something crazy you know I, I expected to to be like uh, oh my god you know wake up early and then <laughs> no sleep no work and nothing at all always baby crying around and stuff like that actually is uh, is something that really gives me a lot fantastic wise and life wise. Excellent. I guess the question that a lot of people are going to be asking themselves is, uh, when are they going to see you next? 
Uh, soon, soon. The actually the next uh, shows, next Lacuna Coil shows will be there. So, like we have like a couple of summer fests. Uh, sorry, um, yeah, summer festivals in uh, in Europe. So, I'll be there. Fantastic! I'm sure that will please a <laughs> lot of people. Um, and we can tell Mike that he can receive a few more sticks then. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think he doesn't have enough, right? <laughs> I, I, I think he's trying to get enough that he can actually write the word lacuna coil across his wall <laughs> in drumstick. We should also do like another uh, funny, stupid pictures with stupid faces, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we're good at doing those, yeah, absolutely. We can, we, can, we can do some more photo bombing with sticks as well, something like that. Yeah, of <laughs> Okay, some questions about drumming. So I'm going to kind of hand over to Russ now. Russ, do you want to take the lead on this one? Basically, the idea was just to speak a little bit to Gritz about, firstly, how you got started in, in drums. That, that's uh, a uh, very nice thing because I, I started to play my grandma's pots and pan when I was very, very young. So sure. I cracked them all. So... <laughs> Uh, that that was the time where I discovered that I maybe would have become like a drummer, whatever. <laughs> I um, after after a while, I mean, I I decided to, to study drums. Like uh, from uh, I studied with a uh, with a guy called Mario Riso, which is a very very good drummer in in Italy. Is uh, the drummer from of a band called Rezzofonic. And um, he's a very, he's like a master in drums. So he was my my teacher, and uh, and he's still my my brother. So um, I just I just fell in love with uh, with drums, you know, and I, I never stopped. You know, basically. Was there any specific influences or any bands that inspired you or that you listened to when you were a kid that made you think, right, I want to I want to play drums like that? Oh, man, yes. I mean, uh, everybody. I think that every musician is uh, has his own like um, hero, whatever how you call it, you know. And uh, I used to, I used, I use, and I still love um, the Stuart Copeland's uh, drumming. It's, uh, in my opinion, is one of the the best drummer in the world, you know, as because he, he mixed uh, he mixed technique and art, you know. And feelings and emotions in drum in drumming. So um, I may sound like old style, but I really love this guy. And um, but I have to say, like um, uh, the more I, I went on studying the, and, and playing and touring mostly, the the, the more I, I I get the chance to know like different drummers and very good drummers, and I maybe steal something from one and from the other one and maybe mix it with my ideas and create something, you know. Uh, that's what I'm doing while, I, while I'm touring, you know, like looking at the other drum, drummers and try to, you know, say, oh, that's nice, you know, I can do it like this, you know, yeah. in a slightly different way and maybe it fits to this part, you know, because it's hard to invent something nowadays, I guess, and uh, the what you don't invent you make, make uh, try to make better some stuff or to make it you know better for yourself at least you know mm. um, and i really love uh, to say one drummer that I, I really like is morgan rose from seven dust yeah actually yeah it's very very good drummer i mean one thing that people might not know about you is obviously your your background in martial arts and one yeah. thing that always strikes me when I watch you playing drums is there's there's a, there's a special spiritual energy that you channel when you play. 
that's very clear and evident in your playing. So I was just mm-hmm. interested in how that sort of affects you in terms of how you bring the spirituality of martial arts to how you play, perform your technique with the drums. Uh, man, it's, uh, I, mm, first of all, thanks for that, because this is something that makes me very proud of it. And um, uh, basically, when you study martial arts, your, your body learns uh, stuff and you don't and um, it makes this this um, this uh, this new things a part of, uh, of itself, you know, so it, it just comes out. I, I can't explain how how to do that. Like, it's not that I sit down and say, oh, now I have to concentrate and do this. You know, it's, it doesn't work like yeah. that. It's just that, that your body learns and, and martial arts is just uh, is it's not just like a fighting thing. It's just like a life thing, you know. So I can, I try to, I mean, I, I try to put what I've learned in everything I, I do, not just playing or you know in everything I do basically. And uh, sometimes I I I can I do it, and sometimes it comes out not so good. So <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to ask is how do you find it different between performing in a studio and performing live? Obviously, it's two very different experiences. Exactly. In the yeah, in the studio, it's it's sort of perfection. Whereas when you play live, as I say, it's it's channeling the energy of the crowd and and also yourself. So I was just keen to see what are your thoughts on the differences between playing live and, say, recording an album? So, as you say, there is a, it's, a totally, it's totally different. I mean, it's, I love them both, but uh, in different ways. Mm. Uh, let me try to explain. Like, when you play live, of course, as you can see, it's just about the energy and uh, the show and, like, the... Um, uh, the sharing of emotions uh, with people, you know, the, the connection that you have with, with the crowd, it's all about that, you know, yeah. and this is something you don't have in, uh, in studio, of course, but uh, what you don't have live, but you have in studio, is that you are much more concentrated of what you really do on the drums, like the the strokes you do, the um, the dynamics and the technique, it's much more uh, the main point, you know, so because you, you don't have to show with your body what you do mm. but you, you put all the energy on what you what people can hear you know you put everything uh, in one just in one sense and not in, in in all the senses you know what i mean yeah so while in in, in the line live show people watch you people hear you people feel you so you, you have to to be more for it's it's, it's very different, you know what I mean? It's very, very different. If you yeah. had to pick a song from any Lacuna Coil album to say that was the drum track that you were most proud of, what would you choose? Would it, would it still be Tightrope or would it perhaps be something different? Uh, I guess I uh, will switch to the last album. and uh, I, I, I really loved uh, the, the, the drumming in, uh, in Dark Adrenaline, in the, in yeah. the old songs of that album. And uh, especially, I like uh, Against You, I like Upside Down. I mean, and I have to say, I like um, Dark Adrenaline, uh, sorry, um, Through, the, Through the Darkness. Um, all, all of the songs have a, um, how can I say, have a, their own, uh, um, uh, <laughs> it's very hard to explain. Okay. Um, the, like Through the Darkness has got its own uh, vibes, their own, their, the drumming. Have is all vibes, okay? Yep. 
which are different from uh, Upside Down, but I like them very, very much, both, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, all the songs have a, a, a much more... Um, big personality compared to songs from other albums we did and maybe this is just the experience uh, in recording and in uh, creating songs you know um, I have to say I, I, I like the, the not not the particular song but the way uh, I play drums in Dark Adrenaline compared yeah. to the other albums I mean I think we maybe talked about it before on the, the last tour when you're in the UK but when, when you listen to Dark Adrenaline as an album, something that really strikes out is, is the ferocity and sort of the, the power of the drums. There's, there's a lot of energy on that album. Did, yeah. you, did you find it different when you were recording that to perhaps any, any other album? I find it much easier than every other album I recorded. I, record, uh, I recorded all the songs in uh, two days and a half, basically. And I practiced uh, that songs for like, uh, I don't know, like, 20 days before, two weeks, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, because uh, this drumming, this kind of drumming is much more my kind of drumming. I really like to play drums in this way. So it was easier for me, actually. <laughs> okay, cool. And how did you find the experience? Obviously, you've worked with Don Gilmore again on Dark Adrenaline, who you worked with on Shallow Life. Did you find it a, a similar experience to Shallow Life or... Was it a case of you were now familiar with each other, so it was a lot quicker to record? How would you describe the experience? I have to say Don Gilmore is, a, is one of the professionals, you know what I mean? He's very, very professional. And he, he, um, uh, he's an artist too, you know, in a way, uh, with his job. So it has been like a, an honor to, to be with him in, stu in the studio, either with, with both albums, I have to say. But with Dark Adrenaline, we may, I get the, the feeling that uh, we both, like the producer and the band, uh, got the, the real point of what we, we wanted to, to be, you know. So that was like a, a step further compared to, to Shallow Life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a great person and he's a, he's a great, great producer, absolutely. And I, I have like fun with him. Because <laughs> he's also a very nice guy. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you you spoke about energy. Was it different on Dark Adrenaline? Because obviously you recorded that in Milano, whereas earlier albums were obviously recorded at Woodhouse in Germany. Shallow Life was recorded in LA. So was it was it different tracking the drums in Milan with an, with an energy and an atmosphere? Did you did you notice the difference? How can I say? Um, I don't know because uh, recording in Milan, you go home, you you relaxed uh, and you don't have any other kind of um, uh, feelings that goes in your mind you just go yeah. to and you just think about you know playing drums and and you do it you know and maybe it's a bit easier because when you're away maybe you thinking about home and you know all the other stuff so but actually um, even when when we were in LA or in Germany uh, as soon as you enter the studio, it's, it's, it's something like you 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 try to to close the, all the other doors and open up just the one, the one that, that makes you play. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose a, a final question would be obviously we're here to discuss the drums. Is going back to Karma Code and one of the drum tracks that does stand out, which is an 
iconic Lacuna Coral song is, is Our Truth. So yeah. obviously the, the drums on that, there is sort of a, a drum solo, you know, there's some toms sort of thrown in there. And obviously there's some East, Eastern influences. So I was just wondering what you can remember of sort of how that drum part came about and what you remember at the time of recording it. I remember that we um, we were in, uh, in the practice room with Marco and, um, and, the, two guitar play- and the two guitar players. Yeah. And uh, I just started to do something tribal, you know, with toms on, on a guitar part. And it just came out our truth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I, I really, I really like that song, actually. I really like that song. It's, it's, uh, also, it, it, it has a, a very different um, atmosphere compared to the other Lacuna Coil songs, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And I suppose a final question. Myself, Mike and Matt are all sort of reviewing the songs from Inner Reverie at the moment. Is there a, perhaps a, a favourite drum part that you have from the Inner Reverie album? Oh man, Inner Reverie! <laughs> 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 We're going very, very back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Inner Reverie was uh, the last album we did in total in the practice room with no, like, basically no computer help. Mm, it was, you know, uh, I I remember. I mean, I, I really like the some the the parts were much more tricky. The drum parts, like odd uh, numbers and all this stuff, you know, like stately lover or uh, the same reverie, the same the song reverie, you know. Uh, and I, I really like that that part. I would love to like to redo like this kind of songs with uh, the acknowledgement that I have now, you know. With a, uh, it would be very nice. Would like a, it would be a, I would love to, you know. <laughs> if you if you could if you could pick a song from Inner Reverie to put in a set list today that perhaps you hadn't played in a long time, which song would you pick and why? Assuming you can remember any songs from Inner Reverie, <laughs> <laughs> so long. And the award for the hardest question of the evening goes to. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember. I remember the songs, and uh, actually, we played most of, of the songs live we, because we played Circle, we played the Honeymoon Suite so many times. We played My Wings, we played uh, uh, Veins of Glass, Falling. Uh, you know, Glass uh, is great. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the one. Yeah, but I have to say, I would love to. I like to play Reverie. I mean, Reverie is, uh, I guess, one of my uh, my favorite song in in that album. When I when I listen to the song and just with my headphones, and it just like takes takes me somewhere else. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, I would love to play that song live more. <laughs> How do you practice? Where do you practice, Chris? Okay, actually, I am. Um, I bought like um, a couple of years ago, like um, an uh, electronic kit. So I've got it in my my garage here in uh, in Milan, and uh, I just practiced today. For example, I did like the whole set list uh, that the guys were playing. So uh, I try some like new songs for me because I never played them live, like uh, Intoxicated. So I just you know practice and practice, and it works for me because uh, I used to um, I used to not have any drums at home because I live in a small apartment, so I don't have the um, the, the space basically to to fit like drums and uh, and to in in uh, to say that to put in sonorization. Uh, you say that like to uh, uh, sound soundproof. Yeah, soundproof. Make soundproof the yeah. So 
but with this uh, this uh, electronic kit, it's it's amazing. I mean, uh, I can practice and it works. It works a lot for me. It works very good for me. Yeah. Have you got any tips for any people that want to become drummers? What would you tell someone that says, "I really want to become a drummer in a rock band"? Ooh. <laughs> no pressure. Well, no. I mean, um, looking how things are going, uh, I would say, why don't you go to do like something different? <laughs> because uh, there's a big, big crisis all over the world, and mostly music. Because uh, we don't, we not, we're not living just the the normal crisis that all that all the the world is living. But we live the internet uh, crisis, you know. Nowadays, everybody's downloading stuff, and you just don't sell copies. And the business is a bit—it's uh, a bit uh, fucked up compared to some years ago. But anyway, uh, being a drummer doesn't mean to sell albums, sell records. It just means mean to to play drums. And uh, my advice is, uh, if you want to do something in your life that is like play drums, just do it. Just go and do it. And do that 100%. Put all your energy in that. And you will become a drummer. There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> good, good advice. I suppose that could be said about anything in life, couldn't it? You, know, you want to do so hard, you you go out there and you make it happen. Yeah, I mean, don't don't ask yourself too much, too many questions, you know. How may I, I may not be able to do that or I don't know. Just do it, you know. You don't, don't lose time. Just do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, mate. I tried on guitar, on the drums of Guitar Hero, and I, I can't make my arms and legs all work at the same time, to be honest. Well, I, I should learn to play guitars and drums on Guitar Hero because it's it's very different. <laughs> have, have you played any other instruments, or was it just it was uh, no drum for you? No, I try to play bass, but... Um, uh, uh, I, I'm actually I'm, my bad point is that I'm totally untuned, so that's why I play drums, basically. I, I can't put two notes together because it's you will like uh, do like the dogs you know like woo, like this you know if I try to put two notes together it's very very difficult for me but um, I try to play bass because it's rhythmical and I like it but um, I prefer to concentrate on drums and percussion and that's that's my cup of tea let's say <laughs> final question for me okay so the last seven months or so has uh, seen your spot on stage replaced by Ryan who I know you know very well um, yeah. how do you think he's done oh, man he's, he's amazing he's, a, he's amazing he's a very great guy very good drummer and I wish uh, all the best for him I mean we're friends we, he used to be my drum tech and uh, I, I learned from him also some drum tricks so he's very very good so nothing to say about it he's is a is a star. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for talking thank you, to man. us today. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Chris. So yeah, he's a funny guy. What do you think, Russ? Yeah, I mean, he's always a pleasure to talk to, um, always insightful, always happy to share knowledge. And if anyone does get the opportunity sort of before or after a show to just, you know, catch Chris for five or ten minutes, definitely do so. Because, um, as I said, always a great conversation to be had with the guy. Absolutely. And we need to explain that, Mike, you weren't around when we did the interview. You weren't yeah, yeah. So. That's not, so you weren't just being really, really quiet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it was a good interview, and it was uh, it's good to catch up with him, and good to ask those questions about drumming because we've not had that kind of conversation before with him. So yeah, definitely, as you say, Russ, always catch up with him because he's a really good conversationist and great guy. Yep, and uh, definitely looking forward to welcoming back on the uh, the next tour. Absolutely. So, Chris, if you're listening to this, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. review time so uh, this brings us to the penultimate song on the inner every album which is veins of glass uh i believe it's your turn to go first isn't it russ i think it is no no pressure no pressure at all it's but, fine we're nearly done now yeah we are <laughs> right veins of glass where do i start with this song because if you'll pardon the the french this song is fucking amazing there's not <laughs> there's not a bad word i can say about this song other than it is brilliant like everything about it the guitars the bass the drums the vocals the lyrics the melody it's it's like the perfect song and if you think how early it is in the band's career it's it's just sublime um, I love the opening drum beat that Chris plays. It's very energetic. It's very pulsating. And it really sets the tone of the song. Now, I think it's probably one of my three favourite drum parts, along with Tightrope that Chris actually mentioned uh, last week, uh, and Our Truth. Uh, I love the vocals from both Christina and Andrea, uh, especially with Christina when she goes into the line. Um, it's now I'm digging to the bone all the painting and it really really sets that dark mm. tone again and it sort of goes not on a downward spiral but it certainly it brings up and cu- conjures up imagery uh, and different sort of thoughts and feelings as to what the song's about where it's going uh, i think the guitar line is brilliant it's really really simple but it sort of has subtle changes and textures in there with some alternate single note picking which really as i said adds a texture to the song and to say this song has everything it even has a bass solo so that's how good it is <laughs> so you know i was thinking um, that myself <laughs> yep yep i mean i would go so far as to say this song is probably one of the all-time great lacuna coil songs not just musically but for lyric lyric lyrically uh, there's there's a line in there. These ghosts I keep inside shards of glass in my veins. Now go out and find any other band that can sort of throw a lyric like that in there. There's so much imagery. There's so much to think about. It's just brilliant. Job done. Job Next. Done. Right, moving on. So <laughs> no pressure. What about you, Mike? Beat that. Um, well, how do I beat that? I was originally going to say I don't like it. Big pause and then say, well, <laughs> oh, absolutely I, I love. did that already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. No, I just think, it, like Russ says, it, I completely agree with everything he says. It conjures up. For me, it conjures up stuff of like running through forests and being very mysterious and all that kind of caper going on. But it's because you've been am... camping too soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too, too much camping and <laughs> thinking of fires. Um, the whole thing is just. I think the whole album leads up to this, and I think this is like the blockbuster thing to... I know there's this something after this on the album, but I just think that this is 
this is a gem to be found amongst everything else and i am speechless to say any more about it how how good it is and i think russ has touched upon everything and i just think for such an early uh song in their career it it, it is the whole wow fact with the whole thing you should probably agree yeah yeah absolutely now i think it's worth noting at this point because when i, I made some notes about this song when i was preparing for this review it's probably worth mentioning to our listeners that we don't talk about these reviews before no. we do the reviews we we all go away we listen to the songs and really other than a few comments that might get made on facebook yeah <laughs> um the first time that we really hear what everybody what each other has to say about individual songs is is whilst we're recording this yeah which is why i'm actually quite scared um because i made some notes and i, I think russ has pretty much said almost word for word what I put into all my notes which is quite freaky. Sorry, mate. so there's a real danger of us the three of us just gushing over this song um, I will try not to but I know I'm going to fail firstly absolutely agree with you on the lyrics brilliant lyrics These this pure poetry is fantastic they're dark mysterious they're bleak I mean we, we just need more lyrics like this in any song from any band they are perfect the the vocals the, the dueling vocals work brilliantly well in this song um a, an absolute if i was being really critical and it's actually this isn't a criticism this is just something that is missing from making it a song which would eclipse everything that the lacuna core is is that there is no close harmony in the vocals there is dueling vocals but there's no close harmony but it doesn't matter it doesn't it's not a song that needs that it really doesn't because it just works on everything every single level musically i love the opening i love the guitar melody the drumming the bass everything comes together like just a perfect puzzle it's just amazing the drumming you couldn't have put it better um the drumming on this song is my is pretty much my favorite of any of the drumming of any lacuna core song it's fantastic, but you have to hear it. Um, and do you know what I thought when I listened to this song and I listened to the drumming? This is one of those songs where you need to throw away those MP3s that you've got, buy a decent set of headphones, sit down and listen to the song on CD or listen to a vinyl and actually hear the music because it sells itself. The music on this this song and the way that the layers are and the the way each of the instruments works together it's just sublime, absolutely sublime, and I love the instrumental, really do. Standout song, absolutely standout song. It has a certain timeless quality about it. It's dark, it's mysterious, but it hasn't aged today. No, it's funny you should say that because one of the things that I should have said earlier is it doesn't matter when I hear this song. I think from when I first heard it to three years later to five years later to to now, every time I hear it, it just keeps getting better. And yeah. we're like what ten ten years down the line. Oh, at least yeah, yeah. Perfect. I mean, I think I know you were there, Matt. Mike might have been there as well, but I remember. I think it was the 2010 tour when they sound checked it in Portsmouth and then played it in London at the Borderline. Yeah. And to this day, it's still one of my my most memorable moments for a Lacuna Coil show. It's just I, brilliant. I think when they sound checked it, you could have knocked me over when they sounded. <laughs> I was like, whoa, veins of glass. Um, so the lyrics, the meaning. Uh, actually, one thing that hasn't been said. When I looked at the lyrics for this. This is one of the first songs where, it's chronologically speaking, I should say, that I don't really have a full feeling that I understand what the lyrics of this song mean. And that makes the song even better. Yeah. In some respects, and this is going to sound contentious, 
but in some respects this song is almost like a kind of a, a precursor to that most mystical of songs 119 from Unleashed Memories it has that same darkness about it it has that same sort of self-deprecation it has that poetic those poetic um, lyrics in it that actually really hard to get inside and fully understand the whole mm. ghost concept I mean what these ghosts that are inside are they regrets are they truths are they guilts are they memories is it an addiction to something physical or emotional what if the ghosts themselves are a facade that the person's hiding behind we, we, we hear mention of reference to a mirror to the painting you know the ghosts are staring back what are these ghosts it's just so much to take in and like you said right at the beginning that f- the first lines in the song these ghosts I keep inside shards of glass in my veins brilliant picture and then later la- later on we've got the the soldier now, I face this as a soldier would you, but useless is my war it's just that's so evocative you know what does a soldier do do they, do they fight for something they believe in are they fighting because they've just been told to fight but they don't even know why but they're fighting it nonetheless it's just amazing fantastic I mean, to give due to the quality of the lyrics, you could pretty much take any line out of this song, and we could probably sit here and dissect it and debate it for like half hour, an hour. I mean, other great lines in there. I mean, you've got, who is that really dies? The people look at me, and I'm twisting my fingers in my hair while a mirror reflects me. I mean, even there, you've got so many different images that sort of, yeah. you know, strike you straight away. It's just endless, classic. So have we gushed enough? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that we have. Um, this has always been my favourite song from Inner Reverie, from the first time I listened to the whole album. Mm. And there's some good songs on Inner Reverie, but this one for me has always stood up as that. that it's blockbuster, isn't it? It's a, it's a brilliant song. Yeah, And yeah. It, it is, I think you said it, Russ, it's pure lacuna coil. Unadulterated, at their most sublime. This is a lacuna coil song. And it's fantastic. So, uh, Russ, I'll let you start. Um... What are you going to give it? One, two and a half, three? What? Eleven out of ten. You can't know. Stop now. You've made up a rule no, about halves. No. This right. is... Okay. No. Straightforward, ten. ten. No question, no debate. Ten. Mike, what about you? Ten. Bang. There we go. All right, well, go <laughs> it feels a bit like the X Factor, because that's yeah. three tens. <laughs> <laughs> the band has potential. They're off to a start. Yeah, no, without question, this is a ten out of ten song. Well, after that gushing review, we can all calm down, right? Breathe, take a moment, <laughs> <laughs> just reflect for a moment, and then we can bring up, come on to a close for the evening. So, I think that pretty much brings us to a close for our podcast this evening. Uh, we've had the review, which we're, we're still coming down from, um, <laughs> uh, and of course the interview with uh, Chris, which is always great. And I, I hope we'll have some more juicy and exciting content for you in the near future next week of course we'll be reviewing the last song on Inner Reverie which is Falling Again and then the week after we'll be reflecting on the album as a whole that brings us to a close on the Empty Spiral podcast for this week I'm off to listen to Veins of Glass again and probably gush over it a little bit more how about you Mike? Um, I'm off to go and find some more firewood and go back camping somewhere maybe (laughs) happy 
days. I think I'm going to join Matt in the theme of uh, rocking out some music, so I'm sensing some comalized vinyl rather loudly this evening just to uh, irritate the neighbours. Oh, good choice. Good cool. choice. Well, we hope everybody else has an opportunity to listen to Lacuna Core lots more than they do. Uh, for the rest of this week, until next time, take it easy, folks. Cheers, everyone. Ciao, guys.